Hello and welcome back to Goswick Lane. I think we're going to change the name of this podcast. It's still going to be on Goswick Lane. Uh, we're working on getting this spe- specific show on... Hey, let's introduce Lewis Castanon real quick. Lewis Castanon. Look at that shirt. People ripping swag. today. <laughs> He's ripping today. So I think uh, we're going to try to get this thing on iTunes where you can listen to it in your car. iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, all that stuff. That's in the works. Yes. Um, and the, actually, the name of this show is going to be... Y'all let us know what you think. Big head on Goswick Lane. I like it. That's what we're, what we're thinking. Put in the comments down below if you like that. If you're not, if you think big head is just a, a, a term that... Um, Makes his head get bigger. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, today we got Lewis Casson on the show. I've known Lewis for four or five years. How long have you known Lewis, Genty? Long time. Long time. Long time. Mm-hmm. Long time. Uh, I think we met at the airport and we were both like migrating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had different terminals. And if yeah. you haven't heard Lewis's story about coming to America, it's on our one of our other channels called The Uncomfortable Truth. Really spectacular stuff there. You can find him on that show. But Lewis is a custom home builder, spec home builder. And so today we're going to talk about why he thinks the market is crashing and that the whole world's going to fall apart. Right? Pretty much. That's 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 the data that he gave us before the show. Okay. Can you back up that data? I uh, cannot. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. That was a joke. Apparently you don't think the market's crashing. I do not think it's going to crash. And I think... There's, I guess, some TikTok experts that are trying to get people to hold off on buying homes, building, investing, um, and it's creating like a false sense where people are like kind of holding off, waiting on on interest, you know, to go back down or um, materials to go back down. Um and I think they're just giving people like a false hope. I mean, a, a lot of people I hear that I come across and you come across a lot of people, uh, the biggest thing is that, hey, I'm waiting on the market to crash. You know, those people that are because they're watching these social media platforms and um, it's not going to it, it's not going to crash. Um, it may crash in somebody's head. Like the perception right. is real to people. It may allow you to get some deals because people think the market's going to crash. And so in their head, they're like, I got to dump this property for cheap. Right. That may happen. But it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy of like, it's so built up in my head that I think it's going to crash that it did crash. Like I made it crash in my head. And I, I do think if millions of people do that, then you do have a downturn. Well, I hate up. Personally, hate the term market crashing. Crash. Yeah, it, it, uh, I hate it. And my market could crash tomorrow. Your market could crash tomorrow. Your own market, if you lost your job. Yeah. How do you afford your house? Well, now right. your own market yeah. crashed. My home you know? economics exactly. are crashed. Yeah, but we wanna we wanna pile that up like as a as a whole, and and I don't think that it's gonna happen anytime. Well, and if you work hard it doesn't matter what's going on around you a lot of times i tune out a lot of that and i know you do too because people ask is new construction good at, you know doing good right now i'm like yeah you know all the builders that i know they're building you yeah. know they're not stopping uh they may be building for themselves for rental property it may yeah. you know customs whatever it may be if you stay busy and the perception is that it that it is i saw a lot of people miss the market mm-hmm. 
come too high. They're going to miss it, it again. You're going to miss it again. Yeah. So the do, negative, do what you want to do now. It's yeah. like during COVID, um, I was approached by Longview News Journal, and they were like, why are you building houses? Like, we've seen that you're pulling these permits to build in Longview. Do you not see what's going on around you? People are dying. People are losing their jobs. And my response to them was like, yeah, I get that. There's a lot of people that aren't working. There's a lot of people that's been laid off. But there's also a lot of people that are still working. That moving in and out of the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People has to, people, things still have to move. Yeah. You always need a place to live. Right. You always need a place to live. And the movers and shakers are going to be the ones that provide that. I, I've read some stuff for what the future of real estate is going to look like. And I don't know how true this is going to be. Nobody knows the daggum future. But what some experts are saying is that it home ownership is possibly going to be unattainable for most people it's going to be the investors because right now uh investment companies i don't remember the stats but investment companies own 20 to 25 percent of the investors and investment companies own 20 to 25 percent of the housing market houses right right now check me on that it's i think it's close in the future that may be like 60 to 65 percent in the next 20 to 30 years so it's going to put if, if you want to start, regardless of where the market is right now, mm-hmm. you better start because these big conglomerates are, are getting involved. Right. And, like, you saw Zillow mm-hmm. over the past couple of years. They fell out, but th- that yeah. was a worrisome. That was. Uh, Zillow was a worrisome deal, especially for a lot of realtors. You know, a lot of a lot of realtors that I know around here weren't backing them. Yeah. Weren't backing that, you know, because you can buy leads through Zillow Realtor, all that. They were, always direct people. To they were buying up crazy amounts of houses, right? Zillow, BlackRock is another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, billions and billions of dollar investment firm. So now's the time. And if we're, I mean, if we're, okay, if we're waiting, I think versus just waiting, get to the reason why you're waiting. And then and evaluate, like, what's going on in your head? Because like you were saying earlier, you tune that noise out. Tune out that negative noise because all it does is bring you down. You know, right. if you work hard enough and you're efficient in what you do, you're going to be, eventually you're going to be successful. You're going to find an avenue to do that. So let's talk about. But I think that's where when finding an experienced realtor comes into play, someone that can actually mm-hmm. educate you and tell you the, show you the pros and the cons, right? Because there's pros and cons to everything, yeah. buying I get calls all the time like, should I buy a spec house or build a custom? So, I mean, there's pros and cons to everything, right? So, I think that's when finding someone that's experienced, that knows that knows the market, that knows the area, that knows what they're talking about. I think that plays a big part, you know. And So, what do you say when somebody calls you, should I buy a spec house or should I build a custom? What's what's your pros and cons for that? Uh, timeline. Okay. Honestly. Well, what's your timeline? How, how soon do you, how soon are you looking to move into a new house and 99% of the time they're like yesterday. How long does it take for you to build a spec house? Like right now? Uh, a spec house about six or seven months. Custom? About a year. That's what I figured. Yeah, so, so a spec house we're looking at like a three, two or four, two, four, mm-hmm. two and a half, maybe something like that. A 20, uh, 1800 to 2500 square feet is kind of your box there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Six or seven months. And on a custom, then you're probably looking at double the, why why does it take five, six more months to build a custom home versus a spec house? Uh well you you're dealing with the with the client directly at that at that time. So a lot of times is you get like, well, 
it's time to pick out uh, fixtures. Okay, and then and then they shop multiple stores to try to find something that they really like or the best deal. Um, a lot they, more time involved. They have to talk to their husbands. They have to talk to their wife. They have to show their mom, do they like mm-hmm. this? You know, so I, I just think there's a lot of, uh, there's just a lot of time that goes into a custom home. When I build a spec house, I just kind of already know going into it what I'm going to put, what kind of appliances I'm going to use, what kind of flooring, the color, the exterior style. So You can go ahead and have all that material on the ground before because you know what you're, mm-hmm. you have a vision, whereas the, custom uh, homes you don't they don't have a vision yeah you You're might have a, you might have a customer that want, only wants arched windows when i on a spec house i'm gonna buy what i can get my hands on quicker yeah so most people don't know what they want until they see it and sometimes mm-hmm. on a custom home right you're gonna put something in i'm sure this has happened to you mm-hmm. and the customer says i hate it and then you take it out mm-hmm. and you do it again let's let's run some numbers just ballpark it you're building a spec house. It's a 3-2, 2,000 square feet. And you're building a custom 3-2, 2,000 square feet. What's the price difference right now on what somebody's looking to pay for that? That's a loaded question. That is. You just got him under there. The, uh, the, the problem is it depends on how much uh, I always tell people because they ask me that question. It depends on what your taste is. Okay. <laughs> what kind of countertops yeah. do you want? What kind of floor do you want? What you know? Could you spend an extra $100,000 on that custom? But you also, he sold some of my spec houses. My spec house, my spec homes are built like custom homes. Like I don't build mm-hmm. my okay. spec houses like a, Cookie yeah, cutter. You right. Know, I've never built the same house twice. Okay. Even in a spec house. Okay. So it's, I, I think my, what I do is different than what a lot of other builders do. Uh, Cause if you bought one of my spec houses, then you're going to have a walking shower. You're going to have quartz or granite countertops. You know, you're okay. going to have, you're going to have the same kind of flooring that you would put in, in a custom home, Okay. custom cabinet. So, it's all the similar stuff. It's just mm-hmm. you know what you can get your hands on and how it fits your color scheme and your design, and you're going to use what's available versus having to go out and, and find some custom stuff to do that. So it's, it's quicker. Right. Okay. Hey, stay tuned till the end. Uh, we're going to go through some nuggets of what, uh, what some customers should look out for uh, if you are building a custom home and how to – we're going to talk about some things that, that you're going to really need to know as far as how to set your expectations so that you're not – most of the time when you get to the, I'll say this. If I ever come in, whenever I come in contact with a person who just built a home, I ask them this question. Are you happy with your home? There's two. Are you happy with your home? And would you use your builder again? And do you know what 90% of them say? Uh, I like my home. I don't know if I'd use that guy again. Well, in, in the building industry, I know I just got through building a home. We love our home, love our builders. But that, for someone like me who's very impatient and doesn't understand the builder side of it, uh, it can be frustrating. And I think that a lot of times uh, builders, they don't have time to kind of get out, hey, look, this is this this is going to be our timeline. This could happen, and it could it could really slow the process up. I know COVID probably slowed everybody up windows. Mm-hmm. Well, I think when, when people come to me to build a house, they are either living in an apartment or a duplex or they have downsized 
tremendously because they took advantage of how good the market was and they were able okay. to capitalize on selling. Yeah. You know, so they're already, you know, they're going from a from a a five bedroom home to a two bedroom duplex and they're already stressed. They're already, you know, trying to find a builder, um, trying to find the get the floor plans drawn up. So by the time they get to us, they're already stressed. Stressed. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. anxious mm-hmm. and ready. You've gone over to pl- get out. That was me. Gone over plans like ten times. Mm-hmm. I told my wife, I'm tired of messing with these plans. Just yeah. let's go, you know. Don't yeah. change anything else. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. So then and then you know, you you say, okay, well, we can be done between 10, 10 to 12 months. Doesn't seem like a long time, but when you're crammed into a two-bedroom house and you've got five kids and two dogs and a cat and a maid and, you know, like you just, <laughs> that's a long time. Bro, we, I, don't, I don't have the maid, though. No, I, me either. I need to talk to you yeah, about that. Yeah, I think maybe he just said that because he got one. I don't know. We, My wife and I remodeled our master bedroom. There's my card. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> My wife and I remodeled our master bedroom uh, last year sometime, and it was about a two-and-a-half-month process. We were still living there. You're moving stuff in, moving stuff out, demoing stuff, throwing it out the window. We moved our bed in the living room. No privacy. Kids, like, you're you're at the mercy of your kids and, and setting consistent bedtimes to get them out of your space. But you, we didn't have a space, mm-hmm. and it was you know, we were okay, but it it was not fun. Oh, that's, an, that's another thing too that you brought up is remodeling when you a lot of people that couldn't sell the homes you know during the 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 when the market was i guess on fire mm-hmm. now they want to get well we're staying here we're going to remodel where we're living um and that's another thing too is they're living there and then they're wanting you to rip out the kitchen and put a new one in so do they eat out every day or do we set up a stove in the corner? Like how do we continue to where they can still have the normal bedtime routines mm-hmm. and the dinners and, and all that stuff too. Um, but I think back to what he was saying is like the expectation by the time they get to us, they're already frazzled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you set those expectations? Cause you, I'm sure you've gone both ways. I've, I'm in the beginning when you don't, you're, you're starting this out, right? You don't know what you don't know unless you have an experienced builder with you who's telling you, hey, be prepared for this with your customer. Mm-hmm. Be prepared for this. This is going to happen, all these things. So I'm sure you've had some moments where some things come up that you weren't able to prepare your customer for, and I'm sure you've learned from that. And now how are you preparing your client in the beginning? What are you going to tell me? Hey, hey, dude, I'm saying, Lewis, build me a house. I want a 4-3, four, four, uh, 2,500 square feet. I already got my land. Uh, how long is it going to take? What do I need to know? Well, before we even get that far, I always want to meet with people and make sure that I'm going to be the right fit for what you're looking for. Okay. You know, because you're looking, you're entering a 12-month relationship. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, with, with these, with the customers. I mean, that's constant, everyday communication. And I think a lot of customers have the idea, too, where they, like, they're, they're, they want to see you there every day. They want to see somebody there every day working. They want to see people, traffic. They w- and, and it's not, in construction, it's not feasible to to do that. Um, so, Especially if you're waiting on a paint color or something like that. Or windows. or There's yeah. only so much you can do, right? 
Um, so, but always, always meet my potential clients first and we sit down and we just talk. Yeah. What would make you say, I don't feel like I'm the right fit for you? I've done it plenty of times. What, it's just, what, what if, is it? If I just, if I just know that it's not going to be, that I'm not going to be the, the right builder that you're looking for, uh, if it's the project is just something that I can't handle, if, if I think it's too big, mm. um, it's if, good. If, if I feel like I don't have the experience for what you're needing, mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've turned down customers that are wanting like these high tech homes, you know, with coffee yeah. bars. I don't know anything about that, you know, and yeah. I'm not, I don't feel comfortable learning as I go, you on know, when they, yeah, on their dime or their time. Yeah. So yeah, no, there. I think just interviewing the 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 contractor or the builder first and make sure that it's gonna, you know. Have you ever uh, had a client come in and you're like, you knew from the start, I'm not taking this. Like they were gonna be too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me tell you what I would do. I would give each prospective client a psychological evaluation. I don't know if they would take it, but man, it it might make your life a lot easier or maybe like an Enneagram test or something like that to see what are some, uh, how, if, if you know their personality on a different level, you'll understand how they're going to react to certain situations. And I, you know, I'm looking for the customer who's going to be like, Shane, I'm, I know this is not what we discussed. I know people make mistakes. Can you fix it? Yes, I can fix it. Okay. We'll get it fixed. Okay, great. I like that. Let's move forward versus having a, two-year-old tantrum meltdown and I know that probably happens because you have as a as a person waiting on this new dream you have these expectations of everything's got to be perfect some people do and and we usually meet three or four times before we even get a contract in place okay you know so it's not just like hey let's go have coffee let's talk about it okay we're gonna hire you no there's there's it's all process you know, that goes, they go. And, and I've known people that are like, hey, I want you to build my house. Mm. Okay. And like, they're coming into it. Like, we want to hire you. We don't want to. Interview. Yeah. You know. They're going to hire you. That's different. Uh, a lot of something else that's changing too is you have, you're, you're starting to have a lot of builders and contractors that are no longer bidding homes. Like, I don't you, bid houses. So are we doing a cost plus? Is that what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also it's just the, the time that it takes to get a bid back. So that's one of the questions too is like, well, how many people are you, are you, how many contractors, builders are you looking at? Well, we're talking to you and three other guys. Well, you know, if, if you're looking for the lowest bid, it's not going to be me. It's also not going to be the highest, but the house is, you're going to be happy with it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be happy with the price. Well, and you don't want to go with the lowest price anyway. No, but it happens. So, a lot of contractors are like that too, because it's a it's a the, especially in East Texas, the community is tight. You know, there's association, builder yeah. association. Most builders are a part of, and we communicate, we talk, we meet, we have events. And there's been times when they're like, "Dude, you're bidding that house for that lady? Oh, she wants me to bid it too." You know, so it's kind of like, like I, I don't want to take we don't we don't compete. There's plenty with there's each other. Plenty for you know for everybody. And my yeah. style is different than your style, and that your style. Yeah. You know, so I want people to, I think you should hire someone based on, on the experience, but also like what they have built in the past that you can actually like go physically touch, get your hands on. Yeah. I think what you said earlier about like, we don't really bid them anymore is a great point that a customer wouldn't think of when we were building, uh, my wife 
contracted, built a house on the lake, uh, like 45 minutes north of here. And it was during COVID, so it was hard to get quotes anyways. But we waited probably three months for a lumber package quote. Mm -hmm. And that's where if an experienced builder comes in and says, you're not going to get that lumber package quote right now. Mm -hmm. It's going to be somewhere between forty and $55,000. We're going to put that in the budget, and we're, we got to get it. Right. So just plan for forty dollars to $55,000. We'll get it instead of waiting for this package number and then saying, okay, you know. Well, I think now, too, that, that there's so many new builders and contractors. There's construction going up everywhere, and then anyone that has a set of tools can just say, well, I'm just going to open my own construction mm -hmm. company. Yeah. You know, so what what's happening is that, that they're – kind of taking the fun and the exact excitement of what real estate used to be when I started out years ago then kind of how it is now now it's just more of a let's get let's get the homes let's pump them out yeah you know without the um I guess without the I don't even know what you like the um you're talking about craftsmanship yeah right exactly it's just like like part like I'm sure where part of where you become fulfilled from what you do is the creativity mm -hmm. that you provide during the process mm -hmm. and just slapping something in and, and calling it good is not how you operate. Well, and he likes different stuff. I, I can tell you that from selling a couple of properties for him. He, he doesn't like, he doesn't want the normal everyday stuff. He wants, he wants to be different, stand out. And you can tell from his properties. Yeah. You can absolutely, absolutely tell. All right. Here's the nugget. We're ending the show, but don't tune out yet. Give me a few things that customers need to know. If, I, if I'm going to build a custom home and we're going to get towards the end or what, whatever, some things that I wouldn't expect, but hit, hit me with some nuggets of what to be prepared for. If you have a budget, set in place in mind you have it written on a, on your wall just know that you're gonna go over it why, why i will that? Re re repeat that <laughs> and i stuttered because i went over how much did you go over percentage wise Woo, it was a lot you think you went 10 10 15 over your original budget i think most mm, of, yes most of About what 10. i've seen is probably 10 to 20 percent okay so get all your numbers, lay them out. If your number is three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, just go ahead and plan to spend three eighty five. And don't don't another expectation too is don't expect your builder or your contractor to be there on site every single day. I I know that that's a misconception. I hear that from a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people think too. that. I I actually you know, thought that before I started building, didn't understand that. So I think that that's some really good content, some really good things to go off of so that people aren't as frustrated with the process. How often are you checking on the job? What are your expectations of your subs? Like, you're not going to be there every day. We've got that expectation set. Are you checking on, like, when you're a framer, you get, 
you get your framer set up and then you check. Yeah, on well, them. we have we have timelines, and and when you go when you meet with your with your framer, you know it's going to take him three weeks to frame this house. Longer if they're siding, right? Yeah. Or, the, or there's any kind of roof pitch or in, anything special that's going to go on that project. So you've got your timelines, you know. And if and and I have enough faith in my guys that if they're telling me, hey, it's going to take me three weeks. It's going to take them three weeks. That's another point that I want to point to, and we'll close out after after this. And if you guys have anything to say about it, I'm sure you do. But when you pick a contractor to build your house, when you pick a general contractor, the builder, ask them about their subs and how much faith they have in their subs because that's who's going to build your house. Your contractor is the one who's done all the work to find all these people. You, And most, most of the times... You may have to go through four, five, six, ten subs before you find a good one. That's all the work that Lewis has put in to making sure that this process runs smoothly. And he's got to a point to where he's not going to put somebody on your job that he doesn't trust. Right. So ask about subs. Do you have good subs? Uh, do you have confidence in them? And if there if there's hesitation there, just move on to the next builder, yeah. I would say. And then ask if... If they're part of the East Texas Builders Association okay. too, that's a that's a program that's a group that we have in place, where most of your builders are, are a part of. Okay, and that's that's very important too. Why is that important? Well, because you you you're a part of an association that keeps up with with uh, regulations and rules and and HOAs and. Uh, we go down to Austin and we lobby on laws that they try to pass that impact our industry okay. directly. So um, we meet we meet once a month. We have there's board of directors, and we talk about the latest construction trends and and, mm. and the market and what it's doing and what we're seeing and what they're seeing and what Austin is doing and what Dallas is doing. What's going on in Tyler, and we try to. Um, we just try to continue to educate ourselves. That's with awesome. With what's happening. All right, that's going to wrap up the show today. Uh, if you if you have enjoyed this content with Lewis, hit that like, share, subscribe at the bottom, mainly that subscribe. Um, if you feel like this is valuable content and you want to see more of it, for sure hit that subscribe. Uh, also, if you have questions for Lewis, uh, throw them down in the comments and we'll get them back on the show to answer those specific questions. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot more stuff we can talk about. I'd love to talk about like codes and Longview City and and get <laughs> well. What, we're definitely gonna uh, have Mr. Casanova back on. We got a bunch of content to talk about. Yeah, lots of things to uh, to keep fresh in yeah. people's minds. And if you're looking for a realtor, yeah, or a builder, or a builder, yeah, realtor build combo, yeah, realtor and builder. If you want to start a podcast. You can call me. Yeah. Hey, appreciate you joining us today. Remember, love God, love others, and let your work reflect that. We'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>